Welcome to Embracing Humans. This is a channel where I talk to healers, beginning healers, established healers, wannabe healers, healers that have been dragging their feet in the sand, healers that are held up in the cave underneath their pillow. <laughs> this, uh, this Embracing Humans channel podcast is for the healers. Every episode, I will do a healer, what I call a healer talk. And that is where I talk to healers out there. I talk to the healers that have been tapped on the shoulder and the healers that need support and the healers that need to be reminded that they came here to do the work that is much bigger than what they thought when they first came here or when they were first in their family of origin or when they were first in their first grade of school and got to document their, uh, what is it called? What did he call it? Ruiz call it? domesticated. So the undomestication has occurred and is occurring ongoing, the deprogramming, the conscious being made more conscious and the unconscious becoming conscious, this ongoing process that healers have gone through, especially since 2012, I want to say. Here we are and this channel is for those who are ready to take whatever they can from it and are willing to leave the rest. You don't have to take all of it. You don't have to agree with all of it. You don't have to believe in all of it. But there might be something here for you. It might be just the thing that you've needed to hear. And if you came upon this channel, podcast, and you are already into dancing with the magic a little bit, you recognize that it was specifically for you. Just a little bit here, a little bit tidbit here, a little bit there. So take what you can and leave the rest. Um, this title episode is called Thoughts of Healers. I'll read some of it. I'll talk about some of it. And then we'll do our interview with our amazing healer guest this afternoon. So those of us who are on a healing journey have long been working on becoming aware of our thoughts, changing our thoughts and creating our lives from new thoughts. At first, it was incredibly arduous and cumbersome, <laughs> understatement of the year, yes, and sometimes overwhelming. overwhelming. Humans think a lot. I mean, they say that it, we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Um, I believe that. When we did that, we began to realize that there was a bully that lived inside of us. And thankfully, in our culture, bullies are becoming a little bit less tolerated. We recognize that our parents' voices lived inside of us their parents' voices lived inside of them. Their parents' voices lived inside of them. And those voices are from the training of religion, the training of being fearful that there's not enough food on the table, fearful of war, of sickness, of not being in control, of the belief systems on how you raise children, what those thoughts are in your head and where they come from. We haven't known a lot. And then we had children. So those parents' voices are in our heads. We found that out. That was a lot of fun. We noticed that a jingle from the 80s commercial lived within us. <laughs> we noticed that we were haunted by things that we said, things we didn't say, things that we did, things that we didn't do, things that other people did, things that they didn't do or should have done. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. We noticed that being still and quiet seemed to fan the flames of thought. And we had to get up and do something quickly to avoid all that to make them return back into the murmurs of the wreckage from whence they come, came, originate, id. Then 
many of us discovered that beliefs are the greatest manufacturer of thoughts. Our thoughts are the spawn of beliefs. Who knew? <laughs> so they don't just come out of anywhere. A lot of them, most of them, originate from beliefs, the subconscious, unconscious beliefs that were created in moments of trauma and lodged in our subconscious mind and from where we live our lives. Again, who we choose to marry, how many children to have or not have, what kind of work to do, where to go, what we do with our money, lodged in our subconscious mind. And all of them manufacture thoughts. Our beliefs change, our thoughts come change. Almost immediately, in some cases, and other cases, it's still an ongoing looking at them, pursuing the origin, getting to the place where we are willing to go into the deepest beliefs so that we have the most freedom. And we just, we begin to trust that because it starts to work in really, really big ways around money, around relationships, around the work we do in the world. Those beliefs were painful to look at. Most of them had us poised as the victim and the bad guy and or the bad guy simultaneously. <laughs> so not only are you a victim, but you're the bad guy too. Then we saw how much shame, anger, and confusion those beliefs manufacture. And every, every bit of it resides within us. And then our outside world validates it. We discovered this bit by bit and sometimes in huge, huge leaps, sometimes mostly in increments. And hopefully we were working from a spiritual approach. That's why there's such a huge spiritual movement going on right now. It's needed, extremely needed. You know what I mean. And hopefully we were working from a spiritual approach. So we're watching videos, we're reading books, we're listening to podcasts, going to counseling. We went into our beliefs and on our good days, spirit was holding the magnifying glass. And we began to see through the lens of spirit as we looked at the beliefs that produced so many of our thoughts. This is a big deal because when we first go in and discover all the thoughts and we re realize their origin, it's painful. And when we first see them, the lens that we're holding is a lens of blame and a lens of shame and a lens of I shoulda and a lens of um, a deep lens of shame. And the more religious a country you live in, the deeper the shame. Alas, <laughs> religion is beginning to take a backseat to spirituality. And so we kept at it and we began to trust the lens that spirit held. And the lens that spirit holds is absolute love and understanding of everything and everybody, especially you. Meaning everything you did, everything you didn't do, everything you said, everything you didn't say is understood. Absolutely understood without any judgment because no judgment it can be held by love. None. Discernment can and a deep awareness can, but not judgment. They cannot coexist. There's a scripture that says you can't serve, serve two masters. Spirit cannot serve two masters. It can only serve itself. And itself is based entirely on wise love that understands humans in ways that we don't understand ourselves until maybe perhaps a near-death experience occurs or an amazing plant medicine experience or an amazing meditation and we get a glimpse and we end up trusting it more and more and more and more. So with the lens of spirit, 
the belief I am unworthy begins to falter. The belief that I am powerless begins to crumble. The belief that there is something wrong with me begins to clearly be seen as the lie of a wounded perception. The belief that anyone gets to measure our worth is dissipated. It's, it's so much fun <laughs> when it's not painful. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it gets better. It gets a whole lot better. And that's why there are so many healers coming forward because we're, we are doing the work and we continue to do the work. And the fun part gets to be more of a thing in our lives. The belief that there is an angry God keeping a measurement of your faults becomes laughable, absolutely laughable. The process of seeing the unconscious beliefs, understanding their origin, and recognizing the thoughts that they create and proffer as truth of reality becomes a trusted friend. The process can be trusted. Then, for the healer, the process of accepting the invitation to move into that space of being a healer in the world is actually a familiar process. It's just the same oh, same oh. You pay attention to your thoughts. You recognize the belief that originated those thoughts. You recognize the fear and those beliefs that manufacture those thoughts. If the belief is, I'm not capable of being someone who assists other humans on their journey of healing, your thoughts will back up that belief a thousandfold. And you know that. You've already done the work. You already know that. You've done it in other things. But here you are being nudged being a healer or expanding into being a healer or establishing yourself deeper into being a healer. And those old thoughts come up because you're in a new, you're in a new phase. The other day I wrote down, gauge your phase. Because you are used to paying attention to the thoughts, you can gauge your phase. Oh, there I am again. Let me break out the lens of spirit and see myself through the lens of compassion, kindness, understanding, deep discernment with love that cannot be altered by any, any imagination or any experience as a human. Let me break out that lens and let's look at that thought again. If the belief is, even though I have always been someone who wanted to understand myself, that does not mean that this can be transformed into a healing practice. Your thoughts, as you know, will agree with you each and every time, every single time. If the belief is I had woo-woo experiences that have indicated something bigger than mere human reality occurs on this earth, and this is a problem. <laughs> the woo-woo will fade back into the corners of existence. And later on, we'll try again, perhaps, most likely, depending on the stage. But your discontent will have to be the thing that occurs so that you'll be in a more surrendered state for that counter woo-woo conversation to come forward. In other words, you had a woo-woo thought, you discounted it, as nothing, not important, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything, and so it went away. And when it comes back, you might be in enough pain to revisit it, say, I'll give this a chance. What was it you were saying about me having woo-woo experiences and what it might mean? What was that? I'll try again, <laughs> and thank you for your patience. <laughs> By the way, spirit is not patient, spirit just is. Patience is just a part of its beingness. It can't be anything other than patient. For those healers out there who are established in your healing practice, you know you had to align your beliefs with that inner calling. You had to agree. It became too painful not to. And you wanted the joy enough to give it to yourself and to allow it to unfold in your life. You had to intentionally 
manufacture thoughts to line up with that subtle invitation to move beyond what you thought was possible. You said affirmations, even though you did not have proof. And I've said this a hundred times to my clients. I stopped saying affirmations when I was about 33 years old. I started them at 33 and I ended them at 33 with the one thought. And that was, these cannot go deep enough to heal me. And I say today that if I had stayed with it, here I am at 65, if I had stayed with it, I'd be levitating by now. Not that levitating is all that great, but I would be further along in my journey. And it is what it is. It is what it is. I now know how important my thoughts are. And I now know what thoughts I want to manufacture. I now know that my thoughts are sent out into the universe and they return back to me. Yay, me. And yay, you. <laughs> it is what it is, folks. We can only do what we can do. You know, we're only, go, we're only gonna go as far as we can go, where we can go, when we can go. That's all it is. It is just what, the way it is. The, the most important thing is just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And I want this channel, this podcast, to support that decision to just keep going. So you said the affirmations, even though you didn't have any emotion to bolster those affirmations. Oftentimes affirmations have no emotion behind them. They're just rote words that you have, you know, a prayerful hope on the on the end of them that might nudge them along. That's okay. Emotion will join the party. Emotion resides in the body and the body is the last to join the party. Just accept that. But when thought and emotion are joined, your life changes in ways that you've already seen. Ring it dry. You've already witnessed it. You've already experienced it. Ring it dry. You had emotions that joined the thought and it created something very, very interesting in your life. Trust it. Ring it dry. Remember that you had a great deal of doubt and you still may. But increasingly that doubt faded on your good days. And you took advantage of those good days. And you bumped up your affirmations, if ever so slightly. Your meditation and your affirmations became a consistent thing throughout your day, as much as you could, whenever you could. You developed some habits of maybe starting your day with, this day will unfold with beauty and grace as source would have it be, or whatever. You had to say things like, I am meant for bigger, something bigger. I am meant for something bigger than living a life that does not use my fullest capabilities. I'm, I'm meant for something bigger than that. I am meant for my capabilities that come from the same place as my breath to made, be made manifest in my life. It's bigger than me. I am meant for that. I am open and I am willing. I believe I am being called to use spiritual potentiality. Something spiritual lays in the potential world of potential. I am meant to align with that. I will be shown how. I will be shown when. I will be nudged toward the right action. I do not know where this nudge is going to take me, but I am going to trust it over and over and over and over and over again. I am a healer. I am someone who is ready for a powerful existence that assists other humans, provides an income that is beyond what I thought was possible. By being a spiritual practitioner, I get to make money. I get to have what I want, not just what I need, but what I want. And the caveat to that, and we'll talk more about this in other episodes, is that we end up wanting what our soul wants in each lifetime. 
I have specific abilities that will never be taken from me as they do not originate in the wounded mind. Once you get to a certain place of owning the truth of who you are, nothing and no one can ever take that from you again. It is not fragile. It is not vulnerable. It is not subject to other people's behavior. You get to own that and you get to be on this earth owning that. I am willing to learn what I need to learn to transform my painful experience into gifts of wisdom. <laughs> I will say many times on this channel that the healers that are coming forward have been through hell. And yes, there is the wounded healer. And the wounded healer is an amazing, amazing healer. And the wounded healer can reach a place where we learn more from joy than pain. We had to learn through the hard way and that's okay. But there comes a time where more joy is the instructor and the teacher and the educator than pain is. We can learn through joy. We're just now beginning to learn that as, as a as a, as a collective. It's slow. It's the opposite end of where we started. You found yourself having attracted one client, then two, three, and at some point having to decide how many sessions, workshops, retreats you actually want to facil facilitate all the while changing people's lives so that they can live more beautiful lives on this earth as they were meant to live. So yes, one client, then two, then three, then what else does my soul want to manufacture in this world? Where do I want to conduct workshops and retreats and my sessions? What kind of life do I want to live while I'm assisting humans to come into their true self so that they can hold their, their head up and their laugh is heard throughout the earth, throughout the grid of humanity that's been created. That's what you do as a healer. You create laughter. You heal familial generations of deep pain from mother to daughter. You get to do that. Wow, you get to live, I don't know, at the beach, in the mountains, in another land. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything better? I don't think so. For the healers who are beginning to heal the call, continue to surrender. You don't have, you know that. You don't have a choice but to surrender. Your surrender has within it everything your soul has desired for this lifetime. You can trust this. And you're going to trust it more. More and more. And the challenges of being human, they'll still come. But so much of it will be like water on a duck's back. So much of it will be like, ah, yeah, I'm sorry that that's happening, but I'm not because it's waking people up. Today we have a healer. And I am thrilled uh, to be able to talk to her today. <laughs> Her name is Diane Debiasi, and she is an emotional trauma healer. She's a life coach and spiritual guide. She's an energy channel and conduit for all levels of consciousness and spiritual abilities. She is studying to be an Alliance of Divine Love minister, as I am a minister as well. Diane believes each person is unique and worthy of discovering that which will achieve balance and alignment to their authentic self. I love that so many healers are using this language, that authentic self, because there's, there's an agreed upon place, and it's called the authentic self, the real you, the unprogrammed you. I love that language. Bringing to your conscious awareness that which needs healing by using a variety of modalities based on your specific needs, including 
holistic therapy, Reiki, energy, channeling, sound, healing, crystal healing, and other tools within her toolbox. She educates you on how to regulate your emotions in an empowering, sustainable way, giving you the tools and skills necessary for your growth and evolution. Diane's gifts and abilities, vast knowledge and experience will awaken the unconditional love, compassion, and gratitude within you. All of that being necessary to achieving your highest potential. She holds a BA in psychology, certified in criminology, and Seekum, you're going to have to help me again, Seekum Selkum, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, we'll talk to you about that, master teacher, as well as level two in various other Reiki modalities, and she continues to expand her toolbox with education in the fields of quantum science, metaphysics, and spirituality. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. Thank Hi. you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Thank you. Sakem uh, Sakim Reiki. Sakem Sakim. Sakem Sakim. I love that. It just, I Sakem Sakim. Tell me what it is. So it is a marriage between uh, Usui Reiki and an ancient Egyptian form of energy healing, which was channeled, I think, oh God, don't quote me because I forgot the book, 80s or 90s, I forgot, somebody channeled it and here okay. we are. Okay. And the marriage between, basically picks up where Usui leaves off, which brings in that multidimensional aspect of it. So it's okay. just phenomenal energy. It's direct source energy um, and it opens up to all kinds of energies to enter and it is all love energy. So whether you recognize the being from somebody's imagination here in this plane, or it's things, some beings that you've never seen before, whoever's coming through for that healing is coming through for that healing. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I love yeah. that. I've been a little bit skeptical over the years uh, about channelers um, only, only because, you know, humans are who they are. Um, but I, I understand that that um, a great deal of amazing energy is is coming through so many humans right now. And I, I'd love to hear actually that this was channeled. And I love I love that it's turned into a modality because I think about I think about uh, how AA started with, you know, Bill. You know, we don't call that a channeling, but it was a channeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was a download of spiritual information. And so just channeling has a little bit of a skewed and that's fine because it's not stopping the channelers are going to, you know, be meant by spirit to do work on this earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the reality is, is it's all energy and it's yeah. all source energy at the end of the day. And it's at what level of the spectrum is the vibration and frequency. And so as we heal ourselves, as you know, we have access to different frequencies that are really fun to incorporate. <laughs> It's really all energy. It is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. Tell and, me and about your journey. Tell me about, I know it's impossible to like, <laughs> I mean, it's, an, it's, I, you know, I ask this question and always knowing that it's not the right question to ask, but it, yeah. it's a starting place. How did your spiritual journey start? <laughs> you described my journey in your opening, uh, beautiful statements and uh, recognitions and understandings because you spoke my entire experience you know and i feel like there's an entire soul group generation of that experience mm. which is exactly what's necessary right now and i think that's part of it and my experience is your typical patriarchal system religious dogma upbringing some european country etc cetera, etc cetera, whatever checks the boxes where there is the extremes and so the pendulum swing begins because our heart doesn't resonate. Our soul doesn't resonate with specific parts of the pendulum swing. Right. So right. the lifetime of this pendulum swing of like, okay, where am I? Where am I? Where, where, oh, I think I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole um, plan. And we each have our own specific story that unfolds for us to learn from. Yes. So I think there's this entire 
generation of soul or soul family that's coming in to realize themselves by observing themselves yes. which you touched upon and you you said something about affirmations and I was listening to all of that and one of the things that I teach first is how to affirm yourself because otherwise like you said they're just words there's no emotion to back it up yes if you want to if you want to give yourself a little boost in believing that affirmation all you have to do is simply observe and reflect on your own experience because by golly i promise you it's there mm. and that's what people are starting to learn how to do mm. so the, you know when i talk to my clients i make sure they understand are you proving it to yourself nice i love that Prove it to yourself with your own experience when you view yourself through the lens of unconditional love and compassion. Love that. I love that. And I love your language about validating your experience because so, so many times as children, we have these experiences. I had a client yesterday who was like, you know, I, I had this knowing that these people around me, I call them tall people. These, these people around me weren't, aligned with higher love so not, I didn't have that language for it but I knew and so the work of healing is being able to go back to that insight and validate it that it meant something yes but you had nothing you had no way to validate it because it was just I call them hummingbird visits hummingbirds yeah. visit that came in and then was beautiful and amazing and boom yeah. and then gone. it's like wait a minute what come back <laughs> And, and, you know, the, I think the challenge for a lot of healers who are just, you know, still working through their, their traumas and whatnot is to allow themselves permission to really and truly give themselves a clean slate. Yes. Because yes. you really do have to wipe away all the programming and then cherry pick what feels right. That's you know? right. That's right. I love that. And I love in your bio how you how and I, I will say this at every 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 episode that the the healers that are healers actually know that the healing continues. That is an oh. ongoing thing. Absolutely ongoing. Absolutely. You even spoke to that. I'm being uh, super challenged with ADHD, see, ADHD symptoms. There it is. <laughs> right now uh for various reasons and i'm listening to all your words and like oh my god i needed to hear every single word you said yeah I beautiful I beautiful beautiful come <laughs> back come on back i got this i can manage my symptoms you know and i this is my belief you know and just for the record this this as a as a um disclaimer this uh embracing humans podcast channel is not a medical uh, ad, ad, ad advice of any 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 in any way possible. However, I will say that as a spiritual counselor, and from what I've seen in my own world, is that I do believe the ADHD and other symptoms will go away as we become a heart mind coherent, because yeah. most of it is just trying you know fight flight or freeze mode that creates all kinds of incoherence and it, they've diagnosed it as adhd and so yeah. you're you are you're not gonna i'll talk to you in a year from now i'll have you back on this show <laughs> and you were like what what did i I, didn't, I don't know anything about adhd i mean i've heard of it but i <laughs> well it might be gone after this cycle because <laughs> yeah. that's part of my experience is having to be this spiritual being with this level of understanding and then incorporate it into this human experience yes so that i can reach the people that i need to reach yeah so it's you know part of that leveling up okay i'm meant to experience these symptoms so that i could spiritual myself out of them <laughs> you're, well you're using you, that's so beautiful you are using the challenge that is being presented to you as a portal into your deepening, you know, and, you know, that is, I, I love Eckhart Tolle, you know, life is our portal into our own emancipation. It just absolutely. is, you know, it, life is not our enemy. Life is our friend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, and, and I feel like when we as healers step into that observatory role of our experience yes and then maintain that heart-centered space towards ourselves. yes 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 learn about ourselves and 
every situation, happy or not so pleasant, that's right. <laughs> that's right. then we're able to see ourselves through that lens of unconditional love and compassion. The more we evolve and heal ourselves and connect with ourselves, the more we can help others. And Beautiful. that's the point is for us to, you know, that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's right. We want to be the giant boulder in the pond. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, you have, you went in the direction of working with the mind when you, you know, you got a BA in psychology. You were already very, very I've been a healer my whole life. I just didn't know it. It was one of those things. I mean, whatever clearability you want to throw at a kid, you, you, it was thrown at me. And, and so I shut it down because of being told you're nuts. What are you talking about? And um, dismissed and invalidated. And, but because the knowledge wasn't there, I, I'm very compassionate towards my own circumstances um, and origin family. <laughs> Um, but the reality is that caused me to shut it down. Yes. It peaked its little head in there multiple times throughout my experience. But of course, it was like, eh. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because I was experiencing all of that lower vibrational energy and, you know, narcissistic abuse and whatnot, whatever we are meant to experience for our own, you know, boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> our, own, our own liberation. <laughs> Yes. Liberation. <laughs> yes. So um, I only re-embraced myself when I, um, in 2018, Let, let's just put it that way. But even then it was like, do I really want to, I don't know. Uh, 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 honestly, I think maybe 2022 is when I allowed myself permission to say, I've always been this person. And I've just been surrounded by the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. What I am is okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did, you did what so many, you know, I, I never went into, I never finished college, but if I were, if I were, if I was going to go into college and get a, a degree, it would have been in social work and social work or psychology. It would have chewed me up and spit me out. I mean, it would have added another 15 years to my journey. So I'm glad I didn't. It's all worked out. But I, but I, but it's good for me to recognize the inclination. And so you have an inclination for that already. Where, tell me about the spiritual aspect, because the, you went into an already created box, which is what a lot of healers do. It's like, oh, where do I do with this ability, this desire? Oh, checkbox, social work, psychology, yes. psychiatrist, psychologist. Where did the spiritual aspect of your work come in? I've always been so hypersensitive uh, since I can remember. Okay. And for me, it started with just my parents being avid every Sunday is church, church, grandparents, church, grandparents. <laughs> Was so, it Catholic or? Yes, of okay. course. Italian okay. Catholic. <laughs> well, I, I, I try not to assume, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right. So I love being in church because the or the um, the or the organ, I was trying to remember the word, the yes. organ in the church. Yes. Say, okay. It doesn't sound right, does it? No. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. It really doesn't. That frequency. I And I felt everyone's prayers. I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on with me till about 2018. That's when I kind of learned what was happening with me. So I've been un, I've had undiagnosed ADHD. I, you know, there's everything that I was living through. I had no idea what it yes. was. Yes. No one told yes. me until someone told me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. But being that they were Catholic and, and uh, that's what it, I thought I wanted to be a nun. Because yes. I already felt everything. I just didn't Got know it. what I was feeling. Okay. So, of course, that didn't happen because I hit puberty. But I, I never years lost gone. That, <laughs> right. I never lost that spiritual connection. Mm. And even when I felt like I was abandoned by God... Yes. The first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During yeah. my, you know, darkest days, you know. Yes. Yes. I still 
felt like you were saying something about, um, and I'm going to put it in my words, this can't be it. Yeah. This can't be it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And my children, my children are the catalyst to change. You you mentioned that. Yes. 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 This journey has been a wild ride and, and I've had the opportunity to give myself a chance to open up to my spiritual self and give myself permission to accept that that is part of who I am and part of who we all are. And part of my job is to awaken that within you, you know, the, the, the clients that I have Yes. where I accept myself in, in my fullest extent, the more I can help you accept yourself. So I, I, since a kid, I don't even. (laughs) (laughs) I just flashed on, on the, the magic of sitting in front of somebody and holding the truth of who they are and just waiting for them to get there. And they, they can feel that. And that's why the spiritual therapy of the spiritual counseling is in all of the modalities that that becomes manifest is so, so important is because we're, we're, you know, they've been told in a thousand different ways. They're too fat. They're too old. They're too much. They're not enough. They're deficient. They're insufficient. They are failure, you know, over and over and over. And we, and most of us downloaded that. And even in cultures, even in cultures that don't have that cloud of unworthiness teaching in every aspect of their life, even them just being a human looking up in the sky and seeing the, the huge manifested world of form and if you don't feel connected to it, you're going to feel so small. And, and so there is this inclination in humans to think that they're not what they really are. And so that's why the healers knowing that who they are themselves and then holding that space to just gently move people toward that magnificence is, is, I mean, there's no better thing that I'd rather be doing. And I feel delighted to be, be able to be doing this work with healers now. Thank you. I am I am blessed to have you <laughs> to have <met> you. <laughs> And besides that, it's fun. Well, tell me, give me Diane, give me some, give us some suggestions on what you would advise beginner healers or maybe healers are in a new phase of their deepening of, of owning their healership or becoming, you know, ongoing sustaining their practice. Anything that you might, you know, help them that you've learned in this journey toward creating your own business with this, having your own practitioner, anything that you might want to say would help. help Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, As I expand my knowledge, I witnessed that your emotional energy is what creates your experience and propels you forward on this beautiful journey. Yes. And so uh, I think the biggest gift I could give is to um, remind you to process your emotions and uh, how to do them lovingly for yourself. You know, when you're triggered by something, just acknowledge that that is your nervous system and your intuition speaking to you to address that for later, if it's not to do so in the moment. Um, You you have to hit the pause button when you feel something, when you feel it. You got to hit the pause button immediately. You feel it in your body before you feel it in your, before you recognize or your brain creates a limited thought. (laughs) A story, a book, a novel. (laughs) Yes. So you pause yourself immediately and you allow yourself space to consider what might be the purpose of that. What's happening in my experience that is creating this? Is this reaction or response appropriate in that particular present moment if not we'll work on that later if so recenter yourself recognize that everyone is on their own journey and understand that perhaps they're projecting something which you needed to realize that you were triggering by triggered by (laughs) yes yes (laughs) the learning lesson (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) yes and allow yourself space to work through that in a respectful and compassionate manner, recognizing completely and fully who you are and where you're at. The more solid you become, the more you're able to help individuals because you can 
we're very, very sensitive, empathic. We feel yes. everything. Yeah, yeah. Important for you to create the sovereignty within yourself by processing your triggers. The affirmations come in when you recognize yeah. those triggers because that's where you say, well, okay, if that's the trigger and that's how the trigger made me feel, what's the opposite of that? Let me affirm myself, let me review my own experience. There it is. Yeah, I am great. Okay, cool. Mm. Cry it out, compassion, whatever. Gratitude. Send it off with gratitude. Whatever you process, always finish it with the gratitude. Number one, for yourself, for having these mm. Having the ability and the strength and the courage and the fortitude to walk through the trauma that you might need to walk through. And and I, I say trauma because a lot of people are nervous with that word. It's okay if somebody's, everybody's experience is different. And I think this is sometimes where healers get stuck too, is feeling like it's not okay to be not okay. Exactly. Okay to be not. Okay. It's essential, right? Yeah, so it has no bearing on your intelligence. That's right. <laughs> or where you are in your journey, you or know? where you are in your journey. It's at just, all. It, it, it is just information. It's just information. Thank you. It's Absolutely. just information. <laughs> it's just information. So maintain that learn space of learning, heart centered space of learning about yourself without judgment. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and you, you're like me in that you, you, you want the, you, you know that you've got to get to the cause in order to, to um, influence the effect. So you go, you go into, you know, so when somebody comes to you, a healer will come to you and say, you know, um, I'm, you know, well, let me go, let me do it in a different way. What, was the thing that stopped you from saying yes to being a healer the opinions of others okay yes i i at that point did not really know which sounds strange because i could tell everyone else what i told yes. everyone else and help yes. them along their journeys but i couldn't do that for me because i didn't think it was an option I, I see. had been programmed to believe that it wasn't meant for me, though. Got it. I had to fit into this box, and I sucked at it. <laughs> Got it. But how so, does that fit? How does sucking at it fit into other people's opinion? You were afraid that they thought that you sucked at it? It's there. And I'm actually going to bring up the, the there was something I brought up to, brought up to you, and you had um, given me uh, an insight that you had felt. And you had, because I had mentioned my stage fright. So this yes. ties in, I promise. <laughs> I know, I know it does. <laughs> uh, and you had told me that um, it's because I'm worried about what other people think. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but then I paused myself because I'm like, yeah, but she felt something. So just it, analyze that. Look at that. Let's take a look. And the reality is, is because I was surrounded by lower vibrational, abusive, negative, nonstop, 24-7, that's all I heard. So that was, I would get crucified for not doing the status quo. Yes. It was the reactions that I was going to now be, you know, ah. yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so I yes, yes. care less what you think of me, but I do care what you're going to react like and why. Why do I care? I don't care. So it's that simple. It's that returning to I am a limitless being of infinite potential. That's my favorite affirmation. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I love that so much because... What you're doing is you're doing the very thing that is needed is you are acknowledging that you've carried this a belief about yourself that was created in your family of origin and your surrounding family and your culture. You're seeing that and then you're you're able to get to the place where you choose differently. And in that choosing differently, you get more cemented into the truth of who you are. And each time, and this is why this is why becoming a healer in this world is so important because, and I say this all the time, you know, we become who we came here to become on our way of becoming who we came here to become. If I want to acknowledge my soul's inclination to be a healer in this world, mm 
then everything that does not fit that has to be burned away. And so we travel through time and all of that stuff gets burned away and we get to keep the truth of who we are. And that's why a lot of healers falter is yeah. because they move toward their being, you know, acknowledging the call and making steps of getting certified or whatever they're doing. And they're faced with, oh my God, I have my mother inside of me who says I am a piece of shit. Oh my God, I am, I have my uncle's voice inside of me telling me to be quiet, whatever it is. And now they have to face it. Right. But the call and them saying yes to being a healer is what brought this stuff forward. Yeah. So this, this is why I'm, I'm so delighted that sources moved me in this direction, Diane, that I'm speaking with you today because. Thank you. And thank you for helping me. <laughs> well, I live for this shit. So. <laughs> so becoming a healer can be our fire of transformation or having a divorce or having a car wreck or having a disease or losing a job, you know? And some healers have done all that, plus now going through the healer. But as we move along in our consciousness, this becoming a healer as the as the tool for transformation is what we we don't need the car wreck we don't need the disease we don't need the breakups we don't need that anymore so so the fire is becoming a healer yeah yeah (laughs) so all of the fears come in (laughs) i see i like like to tell my human body if i'm addicted to anything i'm addicted to this ride i love leveling up it's like there's a challenge all right bring it on what am i learning Let's go. <laughs> so I, I give myself that attitude because Beautiful. I choose joy. Yes. You trust it. That, yes. I trust it. Yeah. I trust. Yeah. I trust my soul. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I just had a, a, I just had a wave of a sight in you, of seeing you in this big church. And it's huge. It's big. <laughs> I mean, so big. It's big, big, big. And there's big sounds and there's big stuff going on. Just huge stuff. I just had a, that was fun. I had no idea, but it was fun. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Diane, thank you so much for this interview. It's been wonderful. I knew that it was going to be, I knew that it was going to be fun. I appreciate you so much. And I am blessed by you in a multitude of ways. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak to other healers that are like me, because I feel like I'm just getting started and, you know, come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to put your information uh, on the, the posting uh, for Thank the you. channel and, and it'll have your contact information. They can contact you and they'll know what you're up to. And I hope to have you back so we can check Absolutely. with you in a year or so from now and we'll <laughs> go from you. there. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, darling. Thank you for you. And we'll see you again soon. And thank you everyone for what you're doing. Keep it, keep it going. Keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. One second. Bear with me. I am learning how to pause.